My name is Ian Campbell McKenna, and in this procurement in five minutes, I promise to tackle some of the biggest challenges and also answer the questions that our profession and our industry face on a day-to-day basis. In today's Procurement 5 Minutes, I welcome the Senior Director of Global Strategic Sourcing at PPD, Paula Varner. Now, over the past 25 years, Paula Varner has really leveraged her proven procurement methodologies, her market intelligence, and her strong negotiating expertise to really become one of the industry-leading strategic sourcing experts. And today, she answers a question, why do we need more female leaders in procurement? So first, I want to caveat that I'm going to speak in generalities and gender tendencies based primarily on my personal observations. Let's just talk about leadership in general. I think we can all agree that there are still far fewer female leaders than male leaders. And with that said, I want to share some of the characteristics I've observed more often in women leaders than in their male counterparts. Tenacity, humility, collaboration, relationship building, a focus on value-driven actions, the ability to recover better and more quickly from setbacks, and the acceptance of alternative perspectives. So what can women do about this leadership imbalance? We are going to need to use the societal constructs, flawed though they may be, to our advantage. We need to be sure that we always sound like a leader when we speak. Lower tones sound more authoritative. Don't lean in if you cannot back it up. The good news is that according to Alexis Candace Olmsted, Director of Advancement Talent at Colorado State University 2018, women are more likely than men to proactively get the necessary skills, training, and education. We need to overcome a fear of failure, which only leads to second-guessing ourselves or even worse, choking. We need to always do the best at whatever the task at hand is whether that's running an RFP or an executive C-suite briefing, have the same level of commitment to excellence. Note that I am not suggesting that we have to be twice as good as a man. Men should not be our measure of success. We need to be the best self that we can be. I believe that women, unfortunately, tend to permit others to tell them who they are. We need to remind ourselves that we have the authority to tell everyone else who we are. According to Dr. Tomas Chamorro Permusic, business psychology professor at Columbia University, unqualified leaders quite often have no idea that they are unqualified because they believe in themselves. This is a testament to the power of self-confidence and possibly a pervasive lack of self-awareness of senior leaders. And we need to remember that in business, we don't get what we deserve, we get what we negotiate. Now, Since this is procurement in five minutes, I should cover how I think this is specific to our procurement profession. In old school procurement, the common belief was that an adversarial relationship was best in terms of negotiating with a supplier. We would keep them at arm's length and try to come out of the negotiation as the winner. This is probably because there were even more men at the helm in those days. But modern procurement thinking emphasizes the strategic relationships and the additional value delivered to the organization. Note, this is one of our core tendencies. This value add can be risk sharing, exclusivity, needed support in a crisis, 
I think we just experienced one of those recently. And it can mean faster time to market, sustained support during supply chain disruptions, greater innovation, etc., etc. And before we even sit down with a supplier to discuss these value adds, we need to collaborate across our own organization so that we have the perspective and buy-in from all of the key stakeholders, such as risk, finance, legal, and of course the business. Then there must also be collaboration between procurement and the supplier. I have observed that women seem to be more capable of appreciating that not everyone in a negotiation is having the same experience. And we embrace these different perspectives and allow them to help us formulate solutions, sometimes on the fly, more often than we dig in our heels. I am not advocating that you enter into a negotiation without a plan and some clear objectives. But when things don't go as planned, and they rarely do, we need to rely on our ability to understand those other perspectives and to develop the best overall solution. And when all else fails, tenacity. Personally, I have observed more women than men get knocked down professionally and then get back up again and again until they achieve success. Men, more frequently, seem to just move on to a new or different challenge. Now let's be clear, I don't think a world of all women leaders is the right answer either although I'd like to give that a little more thought. There needs to be a balance where the strengths of men and women can be maximized. I am proud that since 2015, the team that I am on has not only doubled, but we have reached a 50-50 gender balance. And as we approach this equilibrium, it is clear that we are stronger now than we have ever been in terms of value delivery to the organization. And while our team is still male-dominated at the top, the women are rapidly closing in on those leadership positions. Ian, Thank you so much for asking me to be on your show and for such a great question. Great insights from another one of our thought leaders. Be sure to share the link far and wide. And of course, I look forward to our next five minutes together. Bye for now and have a great and a productive day.